Hello, everybody out there. This is Matthew Gallant with another Jio Nation podcast. I am coming to you again from my office in Ningbo, China. That's two hours south of Shanghai. I'm sitting at my desk. It is 8.09 on October 13th, and another day I am not on the road. It's funny, I'm going to look back on these podcasts uh, in the future, and I'm going to um, kind of laugh at it, I'm sure, as I'm recording podcasts on the road with... uh, miscellaneous people and miscellaneous places. And I'm going to say, Matt, you should have gotten on the road earlier. (laughs) But uh, it seems as though uh, my departure date just keeps moving farther and farther away as uh, the season gets cooler and cooler. Today I wore a pair of pants and a long shirt and uh, I kind of said to myself that I would not get myself caught in the cold, but it looks like I am. So I'm not sure uh, uh, when I will be going. Ryan uh, should have word about his visa in a week. Um, then he will have to get a ticket and fly to China as soon as possible. So I am tentatively saying that I should be on the road in a couple of weeks. Uh, that puts us into, uh, I'm going to use the N word, November, (laughs) not, uh, not something I want to be in uh, Ningbo for, but, uh, there's nothing I can do about it. So you've got to kind of, uh, go with the flow, try and make your time useful while I have a desk and a, in a place of work and a, a nice warm bed and uh, and spend as much time with Annie as I can while I'm still here in Ningbo. What have I been doing? Uh, I'm still working on my video. I've uh, redone the blog page on uh, jio.com, and uh, things are progressing there. Um, if this is your first travel, uh, is it? If this is your first Jio Nation podcast, my name is Matt. Uh, sooner or later, uh, sooner, hopefully more than later, I will be sitting on a recumbent trike loaded to the gills with video gear and living, uh, gear as I embark on a journey, a journey from Ningbo where I'm at right now in China, all the way to Los Angeles through a hundred countries, zigzagging around the world and accomplishing all of life's goals along the way. Jio in Chinese means to add fuel, and therefore I am add fuel. I'm adding fuel to my life via travels and experiences, trying to become wiser and have uh, a life that I can reflect on later uh, with admiration and also inspire others to do the same. The website uh, that chronicles my journey is jio.com, J A Y O E. And on my last podcast, I told you that you should brush up on the map page uh, because this podcast is going to be about my proposed route. Uh, I have a lot of people ask me about why I chose it, where I'm going exactly, and how I'm going to get there. So I figured it might be nice, seeing as though travel uh, uh, podcasts here are open-ended, that I can just kind of go at my heart's content and give uh, as much detail as I can to uh, my genesis of the Jio World Tour map. 
So let me pull it up online and then we can go through it together. The original map and original path was chosen uh, about three and a half, four years ago when I first envisioned the world tour. Um, the points on it were chosen before the Arab Spring, before some volatile uh, moves were made by parties in the Middle East. And uh, it was basically looking at uh, how I could... Uh, move through the world in a warm, uh, a fairly warm route. Um, not get into Russia, uh, into the in the bitter north. Try and stay along the equator as much as possible, and uh, see as much as I could, as well as do uh, amazing things along the way, because it's not just about the journey. It's about accomplishing bucket list items along the way. So, uh, when I had the map created or, and I actually input all the points, I was trying to do that. Now, um, the original map actually had me going along the, uh, you know what? I'm going to take a step back here. Those of you who have been on the map before, uh, you know what you're looking at. For those of you who have never looked at the Jayo tour map, let me tell you a little bit about it. The Jayo map was created by a guy that I hired that was talented in uh, the Google Map API. I told him that I wanted some people to be able to go to the map, see all there pretty much is in my main website, see all the places I have been, everywhere I want to go, the path I intend to take, and where I currently am at. Um, so together we came up with the, the Jayo World Tour map, which I'm very happy with. Uh, if you're looking at it right now, you're probably seeing a bunch of points, colors, uh, different markings, uh, and lines. So let me go over what this map is and why I did it the way I did it. First, let's tackle the different types of points. Uh, you will see gray little points on the map. The gray little points are places I want to go but haven't been to yet on the tour. They are considered based on their position on the world and also their uh, opportunities at those locations. For example, uh, Nepal, Kathmandu, that's where I will start my climb up Everest and that is where that point uh, that is why that point is there. Um, the uh, Once you start getting into the colored points, you'll see a variety of things there as well. Uh, first, let me get out of the way. The JY points, there are little yellow JYs. Those are points where if you go to them, you can see places that are adventure points, but not ridden to on the trike. Uh, they don't link to any line. They're not according to any path. They're basically standalone points that have a story attached to them that goes along with the idea of Jayo. A lot of these are mountain trips that I've, I've done climbing expeditions on, and so they have uh, climbing stories associated with them. Um, Mushdaga, Yujifeng, Haba Mountain in uh, Lijiang are just some examples. You'll also see some typical rounded kind of weird teardrop shaped marks. Uh, and those come in a variety of flavors. Those are all marks where 
places I have been on the seat of my trike. So these are all according to where I have ridden. You can see, uh, based on looking at it right away, that I rode a very short portion of the world before I had my accident and had to return to Ningbo. The yellow marks are uh, all based on the trip that I had been taking up until I had my accident. When I restart the tour, the color will change. I think I'll probably choose green or something, but I want to separate those two storylines and the colors will separate the storylines. Inside the yellow markers, you'll see a little bubble on the inside. They uh, can be a number of different things. Uh, if there's a little sideways triangle, it means if you click on that point, an info bubble will pop up with a video that you can play at that location uh, that I basically put together at that location. If there's only a little dot, it means that uh, there's no um, there's no video associated with it, but there is still a nice info bubble that talks about when I was at that point, what the title of that point is, a picture, and uh, the ride data, uh, the actual um, uh, specifics of the bicycle ride to get to that point from the previous point. Lots of good stuff, and uh, I really tried to spare no expense with regards to designing it. And uh, so, like, for example, if you click on the start, which is Ningbo, China, you'll see a nice chapter one video of what I originally did uh, a couple of years ago in order to kind of, or a year ago, to present the Jio Travelogs chapter one, as well as related links, all the different uh, uh, blog posts that relate to Ningbo and the city and the day that I left. Uh, and uh, summary of that. So it's a very cool interactive map. I encourage you all to take a look at it, and I encourage you all to take a look at it if you're listening to this years down the road because there will be all sorts of amazing colors and points and stories and things that you'll be able to access on there. And uh, it was my intention to uh, really make this map something that you could go to and even not visit the whole website. You could visit the map page and really get a lot out of it. And I'm really happy with how it turned out. There are some things on the map page as it exists today that will not come true. And I'm frustrated about it. And it has to go along with the fact that I'm waiting for Ryan. Um, I had intended... Uh, and a lot of people had asked me, hey, what are you going to do when you restart the trip? Because my intention is to not turn back. As a matter of fact, that's one of the mottos of the tour, no turning back. Well, the accident was some sort of a, the accident was some sort of a freak happening. And it brought me back to Ningbo. And now I'm back here and everybody was asking me what I'm going to do to restart. I did not want to go down the same path as I did before. To me, that just sounds uh, mundane and repetitive, and I did not want to do that. Um, the uh, other option was to transport all my gear to the point of the accident and then continue on from there. Very symbolic, uh, very interesting, but to me, the logistics involved in getting my trike down there, I might as well ride. So uh, I want to leave from Ningbo again, depending on how I do it. Um, I could go a southerly route along the coast 
picking a different way to reach the area of the accident and then surpass the area of the accident and then continue. Or I could go a serendipitous route through a few new countries and wind my way back uh, to the point of the accident and then continue. Um, and that path was uh, is mapped out on the map right now. That was my intended uh, design uh, of how I was planning on going. Now, if you're looking in the future, you may not see this because it's going to change soon. But if you're listening within the next couple of days, you will see this. Uh, I'll let you know what it is. Basically, I was going to go uh, north from Ningbo uh, through Shanghai all the way up uh, to Nanjing, um, which is uh, a very famous city in China. I would uh, venture north through uh, Qingdao up to Weihai. Weihai is a big port city in China, and I was going to take a ferry from Weihai to Seoul, Korea. It's actually Incheon, I think is the name of the city in South Korea. Now, I had already been to North Korea, and I thought going to South Korea would be an awesome comparison to life uh, in the North. Uh, so it was going to give me a unique perspective. Not a lot of people get to go to North Korea and, uh, I was able to visit there and there's a point on the map and you can read a story and watch a video of my time in North Korea as an American in North Korea, pretty wild. Now, uh, Korea has an awesome cycling community. As a matter of fact, some of the laws there are really slanted in favor of cyclists. You can actually, uh, camp next to within three meters or so of any bike path and bike paths circumvent and cut through the entire country. It's really laid out fantastic for cycling. And I was really, uh, really, really, I'm using really a lot, but I was really excited to uh, tackle that country, partly because it's so well laid out for cycling, but also partly because my only experience cycling so far on this tour has been China and China is, is rural. A lot of those areas are third worldish and, uh, South Korea is a developed country and it was going to be really, it was going to be very interesting to ride through a developed country, uh, right out of the bat, leaving China. I was planning to cross uh, South Korea to Busan, which is a southern uh, eastern port city of uh, Korea, South Korea. From there, there's a ferry that rides around the southern peninsula of, uh, of Japan and uh, kind of arcs into Osaka. And that would give me entry into Japan. Uh, Japan's got, uh, is, is, is a long slender country and at the tail end, there's a lot of islands and, uh, I wanted to explore as much of, uh, of Japan as I could. And, uh, so ideally, uh, I would love to circumvent an entire country and uh, ride around the West and up the, uh, 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 up the West and down the East. But, uh, it, According to my time schedule, even when I planned to leave September 16th uh, of, of this year, um, it was going to be a long country to get out of before the cold weather set in. So my plan with, with Japan was to get up to the top as fast as you could and then work my way down and take my time. So um, from Osaka, there's a uh, there's 
I would have to cycle across uh, Japan to the Maizuru port. And uh, Maizuru port has some ferries there. And one goes from uh, Kyoto, basically, all the way up to uh, Otaru, which is uh, near Sapporo and is in the Hokkaido region, which is the northernmost island of, uh, of Japan. From Sapporo, I would go all the way up to Wakanai, which is the northernmost point of Japan, and wave hello to Russia, which would be right across the strait there, and then work my way down. Uh, from Wakanai, I would be able to ride around Hokkaido, cross over uh, into the main, uh, out of Hokkaido into the main island, uh, ride down to Tokyo, all the way down to Kagoshima. From Kagoshima, there was a ferry that went to uh, o- uh, Okinawa, uh, right around Okinawa, which is a small island. It wouldn't take long. Ride to Taipei, um, and then uh, ride around Taiwan. And then from Taiwan, there's a ferry that goes to Xiamen. Xiamen is south uh, on the coast of, uh, of China. And uh, from there, I could... Uh, wind my way through passing the area of the accident and joining the original route uh, around the world. But (laughs) it seems that that is not going to work because it's getting so late in the season. By the time I leave with Ryan, it's already going to be almost November. Oh, the N-word. And so I'm going to have to change my plans yet again. I'm going to have to go with my original alternative route down, which is following the coast. Uh, So when Ryan gets here, we get him hooked up with the trike. We are going to start southern uh, coastal uh, China route. And we're going to leave Ningbo and we're going to go down from Wenzhou, Fuzhou, Xiamen, arc all the way down, probably passing Hong Kong and riding all the way up to the point of the accident, have a little party and then continue on. So there you go. That's that's the first stage of this tour that you guys can kind of get grasp. Now, I am not sure yet. It depends on how far into the winter we are uh, or, or into the season we are. But I, we might actually, when we get to Xiamen, take a ferry over to Taiwan and still circumvent Taiwan. I'm going to leave that open into interpretation based on how much time we have and how the weather holds up. Uh, if not, then I'm just going to have to pass it by and continue as, uh, continue south until we get to uh, warmer climates. And then we can take our time. So that's the, uh, the squiggly line portion of, uh, of the map. Now I'm, I'm going to kind of rifle through the, the map and show you some, some things here. There's a, actually a really amazing new leg of the journey that I've added, and I really want to tell people about it really, 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 really. I'm going to not say really anymore. <laughs> okay, so uh, we're in Guilin. We've passed up the accident point, and we are actually moving forward into uncharted territory. From Guilin, we cross over into Vietnam via uh, via the Nanning kind of... Uh, there's, a, there's a crossing there. Um, not sure what the name of that crossing is. It's it's near Langsong, uh, Dong Dang, I think is the name of it. We'll cross over there. It'll be my first real country crossing with the trike. I'm really excited about it. 
it will be my first real country crossing with the trike, and I am very excited about it. It'll be nice to have Ryan with me as well, because uh, I was a little worried about going across a, a, a land border crossing on my own, and it'll be nice to do the first one with Ryan and kind of get my feet wet that way. From there, we go to Hanoi, uh, enjoy the city a little bit, and then cross over into Laos. I wanted to do Laos, but the problem is that it's such a slender country, and it's kind of uh, landlocked. It's really landlocked. Uh, um, but there's a city there called Veng Vien, and uh, it is amazing and uh, great tourist place, great for young people. A lot of people spend their spring break there, and I thought it'd be a party to go to, and having Ryan with me will make that even more interesting. From Vang Vien, uh, we uh, leave and head back to the coast of Vietnam, the uh, east coast of Vietnam. Following the east coast of Vietnam, we ride around into the Ho Chi Minh area of Vietnam, and then cross over into Cambodia. Uh, I don't know much about Cambodia, but I have talked to a lot of friends that have traveled there, and they say that the people are like the most friendly that you can ever possibly meet. So I'm really excited. I'm very excited <laughs> about uh, meeting some people in Cambodia and having a little adventure there. Now, there's a bucket list item in Vietnam. Uh, it's it's a cave. And uh, let me see here. It's called the Son Dong Cave. It's the largest cave in the world and it was only recently explored in 2009 it's it's like a it's really beautiful and it's and it's like untouched so far and there are really ex- interesting and expensive expeditions that go there and uh that will be uh an adventure that i want to uh, embark on when I get to Vietnam. So we'll consider that as one of my bucket list items that I'll check off in Vietnam. I crossed through Cambodia into Thailand to spend some time in Bangkok. I've been to Thailand many times. I love it. And uh, this will be no exception. So I'm going to uh, live it up. And uh, now if you're looking at the map now and you've looked at the map like a year ago, then you'll know that there's some new stuff here as well. Uh, My prior plan was to ride from Bangkok and pretty much try and make a straight shot of it to get to Nepal and climb Mount Everest. But because it's going to take so much longer to actually get from Bangkok to Nepal, I wouldn't be able to make it to Nepal for my expedition. So instead... I'm going to uh, find wherever I'm at in the beginning of March or the end of February, and I'm going to leave my gear and equipment stored somewhere, wherever I'm at at the time, and then fly to Ningbo, pick up all my gear, and then fly to uh, Kathmandu to do my expedition of Mount Everest. The dream tour is riding my trike and all of its contents to Kathmandu, climbing the mountain, and then afterwards, after I spend some time in Nepal, riding out on the trike to continue my journey. 
fantastic story, but the logistics behind it just were not possible. And what they did is they put too much strain on speed, and I did not want to uh, hurry around the world. I want this to be something that is enjoyable, relaxed, and if I see something I want to do it, I do it. And not like I gotta get to, I gotta get to Nepal I gotta get to Nepal and then find out you know that that I've passed up all these amazing experiences along the way. So instead of going from Bangkok north, I'm going from Bangkok south, and I'm curving around the Gulf of Thailand downwards into the Phuket area. Phuket area. From Phuket, uh, I will ride south into Malaysia, uh, spend some time uh, in Kuala Lumpur. And then ride continues south into Singapore. Singapore is a great country, and I've been there on many um, uh, flights as well as some stays. And uh, it will be no... Uh, I actually have some friends here that, that will allow me to stay with them. It'll be uh, uh, nothing to... Uh, uh, it'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be fun. There's a few ferries there that leave Singapore and make their way to Jakarta. That'll enter me into Indonesia. From Jakarta, I'm going to follow the coast uh, southeasterly, uh, crossing into Bali, uh, riding through some of the islands, and then ferry hopping wherever I can as I move uh, east. Now, East Timor is uh, also there, and I'd like to explore that. I don't necessarily know if I'll be able to do that on the trike, um, but uh, it's going to be an option for a place that I can go. There's another uh, bucket list item I wanted to check off along the way, specifically an island called Gili Island, and that's in Indonesia. So after I leave Bali, I want to go to Gili and spend a few months there um, a few months there getting my master diver certification. It's been a dream of mine to be a master diver and the ability to go to a tropical island in Indonesia and get it is on that list and it's definitely possible. As a matter of fact, my friend Matt Frazier is there right now and he's a fellow traveler, but his uh, modus operandi is backpacking and he's uh, actually at Gilly right now getting his instructorship and uh, my intention is that he will be my instructor and teach me in the ways of uh, scuba diving. Somewhere between Gilly Island and East Timor, I'll have to find a ferry or a boat that will take me to Darwin. And that will be entry into Australia. Um, my idea for Australia was new and was really brought on by... Um, by the problems in the Middle East. I see a lot of uh, political turmoil there and a lot of uh, frustration in people and a lot of danger. And I felt like if I could dilly-dally outside the Middle East for a little while longer, maybe uh, whatever is happening there will become more defined and clearer to uh, navigate. Uh, either it'll get more messy and it means that I got to just avoid it completely or certain areas will develop into hot spots and I can kind of find my way around those. Um, either way, I felt like a year or so uh, postponing the uh, Middle East would be a good route. So 
I said, well, what's a big country I'd like to visit? But uh, um, I wasn't on the original list, and it was Australia. Now, the reason I didn't want to do Australia in the beginning is because it is kind of really out of the way. And in order to get there, I've got to go south, and I've got to kind of backtrack my way back when I'm finished with it. But I think it's a good choice. So I am going to go from Darwin and immediately head west and follow the west uh, coast all the way around. I want to I wanna circum, circumnavigate uh, Australia. I've had a lot of people tell me it's not a smart idea because it's a lot of desert on the west coast and not a lot going on. A lot of people tell me uh, their opinions on certain areas. They tell me things that they don't think I can do. They tell me things that I need to avoid. They tell me that I can't do things. <laughs> There's no, uh, there's no greater motivator for me to do things, something than when somebody tells me I can't. I don't mind people giving me constructive criticisms, but uh, so telling me that I can't do something just lights a fire underneath me because there's too many people in this world that have done amazing things with people telling them that they can't. And, uh, and I want to be one of those people. Um, obviously, uh, I can make decisions when I get to that area, and maybe I make some choices based on conditions, but I'm, uh, but I'm hesitant to make decisions without getting my feet on the ground there and, and getting a taste for things. So I feel that, uh, especially with Australia being a, a particularly flat continent along the coast, I should be able to do a pretty good clip on the trike. It can carry a lot of water as well as tents and things, and I can survive quite a long time on my own uh, in survival mode. And uh, I think that it will be that opportunity of uh, the west coast of Australia to refine my survival skills and camp out when I can and live off the land, bring some food with me, cook, and do all those amazing things that uh, I might not have been doing previously. Um, so I ride, ride around to Perth. I follow all the way the southern coast of Australia, uh, possibly go to Tasmania, which is a, uh, a spot that I've been told I should go to, and then uh, up to Sydney. Somewhere along this line, I have to hitch a ride and go to uh, New Zealand. From New Zealand, uh, the map shows the southern entry point and the northern exit point, but really it's uh, just uh, going to be more of I'll figure it out when I get there. New Zealand is an amazing, amazing country for travelers, and I want to get the most out of it. So probably as I enter Australia, I'll start considering my route to New Zealand. As soon as I've explored New Zealand, I return to uh, Australia and ride up to Port Douglas. Um, at that point, this route gets a little sketchy. I somehow need to make my way back to northern Thailand. Uh, so however I do that, whether it's a trip to Papua New Guinea and then some, some boat rides through the uh, straits there between Papua and uh, Malaysia... Uh, however, maybe even a stopover at the Philippines, I am not sure. It's, it's really up to the situation and kind of taking things uh, as they come. So it'll be a mission to try to find a way to have the most amazing and exciting route uh, from Australia back to um, 
back to uh, Thailand. Now, um, beyond the climb uh, in Mount Everest, I am also uh, doing some other bucket list items. One of them, obviously, was the uh, scuba diving um, certification. But there are other other um, bucket list items that lie in Australia and New Zealand. Uh, I want to swim on the Great Barrier Reef. That will definitely be something that I will be able to do a lot of in Australia, already knowing that I've got my master diver certification. Possibly I do a part-time job there working as a scuba uh, dive assistant or working at one of those dive centers uh, or even maybe getting my dive certification on the Great Barrier Reef to be an instructor. Who knows? I also want to swim with great white sharks out of the cage. It's been something that I've seen on TV, and I would love to be able to get in the water with one of these massive animals that everybody's so afraid of uh, for a good reason. But uh, there are also uh, ways that you can bond with this animal in, in a symbiotic way and be able to swim in the water with them. And I would like to learn that. In New Zealand, I want to start my skydiving training. New Zealand is an extreme sport mecca, and one of my bucket list items is to become uh, skydive certified and eventually become wingsuit certified. Um, There is a long, long training process involved in jumping off of a perfectly good mountain uh, with a wingsuit and and then flying off that mountain uh, until you hit the the point where you want to press the chute and then then falling to the ground. I have some experience skydiving, but I have a long road to go. And I'm going to start that road in New Zealand. Uh, there's a number of dive center, uh, skydive centers there, and uh, one of them will be uh, the place that I will hang my hat and, and do some uh, skydive training. Um, after that point, uh, I will have to get skydive uh, um, experience along the way wherever I can. Go to an airport, find a, notable, uh, a, a reputable place that I can jump, and then jump some more. Because one thing about skydiving is you can't just jump and then wait uh, for a number of years and then jump again. You have to keep your skills. Um, uh, you got to keep on top of your skills. So uh, while I'm in New Zealand, I will start that process. And I will uh, do a number of jumps, stay at a dive center, a skydive center for a while, and then get that skill done. But let's get back again to uh, the path. So uh, I'm in Thailand again, uh, however I do it, and I start heading north. Um, The path I would love to take is through Myanmar, or you might know it as Burma. Um, Now, when I originally created the map, um, the political situation in Myanmar has been softening over over the years. But originally, uh, the visa regulations left you that if you crossed a land crossing into Myanmar, you had to exit and enter the same point. So if you entered from Thailand, you'd have to have your fun in in Myanmar and then exit Thailand again. Um, I would hope that I can work some things out with the country, the Board of Tourism, that I can actually circumvent, or or not circumvent, but cross the country and uh, 
I think that I might be able to. Uh, worst worst case scenario is I ride to uh, Mandalay, and then from Mandalay I hop on a plane with my trike, which is something I really do not want to do. But you know, it depends on what I can, what is humanly possible. Uh, yeah, either way, I, I get out of Myanmar on the north side after entering from the south. Once I enter the Manipur area. It's it's India. It's kind of a, a India's stepchild that's on the uh, east side of the country. Uh, riding through that area, I will try to enter Bangladesh, but the route is intended to get to Kathmandu via the trike. Even though I'm climbing Mount Everest. Uh, and flying there to climb Mount Everest, I still want to ride the trike into the Himalayan range there. So what I want to do is enter from uh, northern India into southern Nepal and then ride up into Kathmandu. It'll be great because I'll already have climbed Everest or attempted the climb of Everest and I will already met have met a lot of people there. And it'll be an opportunity to kind of reconnect with people after a year or so of riding through Australia. And just, it's just going to be a fun time to be able to kind of hang out with the people that I climbed with. And uh, I'm also donating and working with some, uh, trying to, working with some schools over there. After the, after the avalanche and the, and the uh, earthquake there, I've, uh, I've tried to uh, pick out some friends that I know there from my previous climbs and help them out and maybe build some schools there. And so I'd like to go back there and see uh, the the results, the fruits of some of those donations that I, I, I made there. So once I hang out in Nepal for a little while, it's south again, back into India, all the way down to the tip of uh, southern tip of India, cross over to Sri Lanka. Uh, which I've flown over. I actually flew out of uh, the Maldives uh, into Thailand and I crossed over Sri Lanka. And as I, we crossed over Sri Lanka, I kind of looked out the window and I was examining the roads from the plane because I'm, I'm kind of nervous about some of these, uh, these countries here in the tropics and how their roads are set up. But it looked from the plane, obviously, it looked pretty nice. And I am looking forward to uh, riding around Sri Lanka. Once I ride around Sri Lanka, I head back into the southern tip of India and head up the uh, w- uh, the west coast, uh, going all the way up into Mumbai. Now, I've been to India. India's hot. Uh, there's a large, poor population of India. There's a lot of thievery, I'm heard, in India, whether it's uh, directly like robbing you or possibly like... Uh, selling you some bad water, you know, kind of things like uh, kind of robbing you of your health. <laughs> and so I'm going to have to be very careful there in, in what I ate and, and where I uh, bed down for the night. But it'll be an interesting um, process nonetheless. I want to see the Taj Mahal, so I might go inland up to the southern New Delhi area and uh, see that in Accra. Uh, after that, I turn and head west again. Now, this this point, I am heading into uh, some trouble zones here. So 
this is an area that's filled with uh, strife and uh, political turmoil. And an American riding his uh, yellow-colored trike might attract some unwanted attention. The first might be in Pakistan, although I've heard from many people that cycling through Pakistan is some of the best experiences that you can have as a cyclist. Um, Friendly people, uh, very, very beautiful locales, and uh, I have some friends in Pakistan, actually the guy that made my uh, made my mesh seats uh, for the trike. He lives in Pakistan, and he told me, hey, when you get here, why don't we take a ride together? And uh, it's possible that I could spend some time in Pakistan and explore the whole country. Crossing out of Pakistan into Iran, I have another friend there that, uh, that I knew here in Ningbo, and he's going to show me around uh, Iran. He lives in Tehran, and now... Most people feel like uh, Iran is, is, you know, suicide, is crazy. And uh, I'm really excited about proving some people wrong. Uh, I think what we hear in the news and what really is out there are two different things. And I'm, really, uh, I'm excited about uh, portraying through my videos and my podcasts uh, the real perspective of Iran. The intended path, the one that you see on the map, if you're looking at it around the recording of this podcast, normally would take me across in the Gulf of Oman to Dubai, uh, from Dubai going across Saudi Arabia to Mecca, crossing Mecca into Sudan, following Sudan north into Egypt, Cairo, Israel, Jordan, Lebanon, and into Cyprus. Half of those countries are in in war states, and the other half are not too well liked. And so uh, I'm not 100% sure how I'm going to handle this situation. Um, Like I said, I can make decisions based on knowledge of the area. And once I get around that area, I might decide that instead of going through the uh, southern route, after Iran, maybe I go the northern route, uh, which would be bypassing Saudi Arabia, Sudan, Egypt, and a lot of those uh, Syrian countries, uh, those those countries around Syria, and and uh, instead exiting Iran north near Azerbaijan, and maybe going through uh, Georgia, Armenia, and then Turkey. From Turkey, I could still hit Cyprus and then go and even cross into Israel if I wanted to, but it would be avoiding some of the uh, uh, the trouble spots in the, in the world as it's as it's laid out right now. Now, who knows what's going to happen in two years? Uh, maybe there will be more countries on the list of trouble zones, and maybe there'll be less. But uh, uh, that's why we're playing it by ear. Once I leave Turkey. I think the path is pretty well fixed. I want to check off as many countries in Europe as possible. I love Europe from the visits I've made already, and the idea to see the differences between all these small countries is really exciting. So from Istanbul, I enter Bulgaria, Romania, Moldova. I'd even like to hit Ukraine. Hopefully those situations have kind of died down a little bit, and uh, as a traveler, I'll be welcomed there. Uh, Slovakia, Hungary, uh, Vienna and Austria, Slovenia, uh, Croatia, Bosnia, Montenegro, Kosovo, Albania, uh, Macedonia even, uh, and then hit Athens. 
and then go all the way down to the southern tip of Greece. Uh, from the southern tip of Greece, I'll have to take a ferry or find a way to get to Malta. Um, and then from Malta, I uh, enter uh, Italy. I ride up Italy and I ride into Switzerland. Uh, in Switzerland, uh, I might be able to to brush up on some of my skydiving. The Swiss Alps are places where uh, people do base jumping and they do wingsuit jumping. And I'm hoping that I can do some of these uh, activities there. Maybe, maybe, maybe settle in a little bit in Switzerland and uh, enjoy the country. Crossing uh, after that mission, crossing back into Germany, the Czech Republic, Poland, Belarus, Lithuania, Latvia, moving upwards into Estonia. At this point, I can uh, check off uh, Russia on my list if I want by going from Estonia into St. Petersburg and then back into Finland and then north all the way to uh, through Finland into the northern fjords of uh, Norway. Now, this is a place that I'll have to time very specifically. This, um, we're almost in the Arctic regions here, so it requires going up there specifically when it's the warmest. And uh, I will have to judge my time in Europe based on how uh, I can get there in the time I need to in order for the season to cooperate. Uh, so once I'm in the northernmost part there, I, I was even thinking about going to Svalbard, which is a place that a few of my friends have been to, um, but I don't know, that's not on the map. It might, it might be on the map. Following the uh, west coast of Norway on down until I can find a boat, I go to Iceland. I ride around Iceland, go back to the Faroe Islands. From the Faroe Islands, I head back to Norway and then ride over to Stockholm. Now, the Faroe Islands uh, are a beautiful little um, village-style island chain from what, I could, from what I could gather. And they're very beautiful. Green rolling hills. Um, may not be a lot of trike riding, but it, uh, maybe I can get my, uh, my bike stored somewhere and then ride uh, when I get to Norway and then just kind of like uh, break down the trike in, in the meantime. Now, obviously, these 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 over ocean uh, or over water routes will have to be navigated and figured out. Um, I I actually worked on a yacht in uh, in Detroit and Fort Lauderdale, Florida. I have experience on boats, so I'm thinking I can leverage that experience so that I can get uh, free passage or a work passage on sort of a yacht and use use my uh, experience as a way to kind of get my uh, get my places from A to B when it crosses water. We'll see. Again, this is about learning and growing and finding challenges and finding solutions. So I will try to find solutions to those problems as we go. Once I hit Sweden, Stockholm, and headed down into Denmark, into Germany. Now, Germany is the home of the maker of the trike that I'm riding, HP Velotechnic. So um, I would like to visit them, and uh, I like Germany. It's laid out pretty well for cyclists, and I will spend some time there. Leaving Germany, going to the Netherlands, Belgium, into the UK, and uh, Ireland. Um, I, I'm, I see myself riding around all these areas. I'm basically just trying to check off boxes on, uh, on my country list 
and trying to gather as many different experiences from different cultures as I can. So uh, coming back from Ireland into France, down south into Spain, Portugal, uh, and then crossing Rocco Gibraltar into Morocco. Uh, in this, in this, we'll enter the next phase of the journey, whereas I will be uh, venturing into another dangerous or potentially dangerous country, which is uh, Northern Africa. Um, so I'm going to try and stick to the coast because I, I think the coast is is uh, the safest region in a lot of these places. And I'm following the uh, western coast of Africa. You're talking about uh, Sahara, Mauritania, Senegal, uh, New Guinea, uh, Ghana. I mean, I'm just naming Nigeria is obviously having trouble, but the Nigerian problems are in the north. Hopefully I'm not going to encounter a lot of those in the south. Um, following around uh, into Angola, crossing over into Zambia, back to Nambia, um, Namibia, sorry, Namibia, south into Cape Town. From Cape Town, I have to get a ferry. Now, you'll notice that I just described an entire huge continent in, in less than uh, like a minute, <laughs> whereas I described Europe and uh, Southeast Asia quite in depth. It's because I don't know a lot about Africa yet. I feel like it's so far away for me to make assumptions on where I'm going to go and what I'm going to do when I'm there is a little naive. So I've seen other paths by other cyclists uh, that are all all different. And I'm going to probably take a melding of my dream path with the uh, previous cycling paths that I've seen and find one that works. But basically, I'm going to go from the north to the south of Africa. From Cape Town, I'm going to find a ferry, or not a ferry, a freighter to, uh, to transport me or some sort of uh, yacht job to take me from Cape Town to the southern tip of uh, Chile. Um, from the southern tip of Chile, I'm going to take a uh, adventure to uh, Antarctica, another bucket list point on my list where I want to see um, this alien landscape. And there's actually some cycling events that are that are done on a on a seasonal basis in uh, in Antarctica in certain places. It would be very interesting to ride the trike there. So that will be my mission at that point. From there, I'm going to ride up crossing possibly into Argentina and then up towards Puerto Montt into Santiago of Chile, crossing over Argentina to Buenos Aires into Uruguay, then riding up to Rio de Janeiro, crossing the uh, continent of Brazil uh, into Bolivia, maybe Paraguay, crossing over to uh Peru, uh, stopping there and climbing Machu Picchu. From Machu Picchu, going north into Ecuador and then Colombia. I have friends in Venezuela, uh, but Venezuela is obviously has some uh, has some violence issues. But I think it might have some opportunity to go there. Uh, I just have to be careful where I go. Um, who knows? Uh, from there, Colombia, there's a uh, Darien Gap situation. Darien Gap is a section of jungle that uh, basically, if you wanted to, you could ride all the way from Canada all the way to the tip of South America, except for 
the Darien Gap, which is a section of dense jungle that has no roads that go through it. I'll have to find a way across it, and uh, that will be an adventure in itself. From uh, there, Panama, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, Honduras, El Salvador, Guatemala, Belize, and uh, into Mexico. Um, from Mexico, now that Cuba has, uh, has an open kind of policy, I might actually go to Cuba, which would be fun to ride around in Cuba. We're talking at this point, it's year five plus. So it's again, it's very hard to make predictions here. But I ride north through Mexico. One of the points I go is a place called the Cave of Swallows. And uh, with all my knowledge and gained experience of skydiving, I would like to put it to use and uh, base jump into the Cave of Swallows, which is an amazing uh, cave base jump that exists only really in, in Mexico of this type of caliber. It's, it's one of the largest caves, vertical uh, sinkhole style caves in the world. And uh, it would be uh, just a dream of mine to, to, to base jump into it. From there, I cross into uh, America. Uh, the crossing from Mexico into America might be one of the most, most dangerous places. Uh, I'm, I'm right on the verge of entering uh, the United States, and uh, it could be a, a problem area, but uh, we'll see. Uh, crossing into America, I want to go to New Orleans and then head uh, up... Crossing into America, um, crossing into America, uh, I head to New Orleans and then I head north. At this point, I think I get my family to take the trike off my hands, and then I do a backpacking adventure uh, along the uh, Appalachian Trail, which is some uh, an amazing adventure in, in itself. Uh, something that people spend their whole lifetime preparing for and doing, and uh, I would like to uh, attempt to do that myself. Uh, I'd probably run, I'd, I'd, I'd walk and hike the Appalachian Trail until I get around New York, then hop back on the trike. I'd have my family delivered again and then ride north into Canada, curve around uh, out of Maine into Canada, down through Quebec, Ottawa, and then uh, enter Michigan through the north into the Upper Peninsula and then down into the Lower Peninsula, down to Detroit. Detroit is my hometown. That's uh, be a big party, I'm sure. Uh, I don't know what year that will be. Uh, on paper, it's year five, but in reality, it's probably, you know, a, uh, a little bit farther down the road. Um, so uh, leaving Detroit, uh, I continue west, crossing the United States through the uh, meat uh, of middle America until I get to Los Angeles. At that point, I have a choice. I can either uh, go north along the coast into Oregon, into Canada, into Alaska, crossing the great uh, the Bering Straits into uh, Russia, and then south, and then completing that circle as I enter China back into Ningbo. Obviously, that's a huge what if, and it's not an if I want to make because um, it's not the time for that decision. That decision's made as I'm riding into uh, Los Angeles and feeling invigorated and saying, you know what, let's keep this train going. So that's it. That's the path around the world, and that's kind of the the idea that I have. Uh, 
I hope this wasn't so boring, but uh, it's a it's an incredible route, and uh, whether it it goes through exactly as I've said it or as an adjusted route, uh, this is this is the this is the 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 big picture. So um, without uh, any more tacking on there, I just I'll leave this uh, podcast as it is. leave this I'll leave this podcast as it is and then just let let it go from here if anybody was ever interested in knowing my intended route around the world and they didn't want to look at my website they could listen to this podcast and uh the next couple of days are going to be about trying to tighten up some uh more video stuff um and uh getting ready to get on the road I'm uh tweaking the trike and getting things ready on that aspect and uh and I think I'm going to do a fully loaded ride again in the next couple of days uh, just to work some bugs out and try and uh, see if there's anything that I'm not prepared for and then do a, a fairly uh, good workup up on a couple of inclines with a fully loaded trike and see how she does. So that is something I'm looking forward to and something you might be looking forward to as a podcast listener. So, gosh, I wonder if I wonder if people actually got through this whole thing because... Uh, uh, I know when I talk, I've talked about this past so many times that it's kind of not boring, but it's ingrained in my head. And uh, I hope that for the first time, people that are listening to my trip, they they get as excited as I used to be when I heard about this whole trip. And, uh, you know, when you start to do something and something becomes a reality from a dream, uh, you go through a series of like exhilaration, but then there's a plateau you hit and it just becomes life. And it's just as exciting as, as the exhilarating beginning feelings. It's just different. It's like, now this is your life. And I feel like this map has now become uh, part of my life. So it's less uh, like the first time you've had a cup of sip, a sip of coffee and it becomes you, you, the guy that enjoys that cup of coffee and craves that cup of coffee every day. You know what I mean? So uh, for me, I look at this map and it's it's my cup of coffee every morning instead of that exhilarating first cup I've ever had, uh, which is still in itself a good thing. All right. This has been Matt and this is the Jayo Nation podcast. Uh, I will probably develop, I'll, I'll, I'll probably get away from some of these style podcasts. I've kind of explained enough and it'll be more about lifestyle and, and things in the future. And then... Uh, in the, in the near future, it will be uh, Ryan joining the trip, us hitting the road, and then uh, who knows. Thanks again for listening. Jai yo.